Welcome to Perimenopology, where we explore and converse about what it means to transition out of the young, hot, fertile, and fuckable box that our society labels as most worthy when you are socialized as a woman. Around here, we are all about body literacy and talking about the topics that society tells us are unimportant or inappropriate. I'm Michelle Kapler, reproductive acupuncturist, Chinese medicine practitioner, and master feminist life coach, and you've got episode number 25. Hello, hello, my friend. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Perimenopology. Before I get into today's episode, I want to make a quick announcement. This episode is brought to you by my free class called What to Expect in Perimenopause. I offered this class as a webinar earlier this year, and the feedback that I got from the attendees was so good that I decided to offer it to anybody who wants to watch. This course is a basic 101 overview about perimenopause and menopause, where I answer questions like, what is perimenopause and how's that different from menopause? What are the hormones at play during this transition? How is my body going to change? What are some of the signs and symptoms to watch out for? What are the treatment options available to me? And when might I need to be speaking with my doctor about more serious things? I presented this class because I believe that people of all genders, but especially women and people who cycle and menstruate, deserve to know exactly how their bodies work and exactly what's normal and not normal. Because greater body literacy means that we can better advocate for ourselves from our healthcare providers and the people in our lives. It also helps us to know when something is not normal or not healthy so we can ask for the medical care that we need to feel better or maybe just get some relief. To get instant and free access to this class, just go to michellekapler.com forward slash expect. That's michellekapler.com forward slash E-X-P-E-C-T. And I will link that up in the show notes for you as well. So in today's episode, I'm going to explore the most commonly known and stereotypical presentation of perimenopause and menopause, and that is the hot flash. When many of us think of menopause, we think about our mothers experiencing hot flashes and subsequently complaining about them. There are memes about menopause that feature people who are erupting in heat and looking completely unhinged. And at the same time, we might not actually understand what's happening or what a hot flash is. So before I get into that info, I want to give my standard disclaimer that this podcast and this episode are for informational and educational purposes only, are not intended as a substitute for consultation and care from a licensed and qualified healthcare provider, and do not indicate the formation of a provider-patient relationship. So now that that's out of the way, let's talk about hot flushes and night sweats. The reason why I say flushes as opposed to flashes is because a flash implies a moment in time, whereas it is normal to experience a hot flush for between one to five minutes, which hardly feels like a flash. And I want to take a moment to thank Dr. Jen Gunter for making that point in her book called The Menopause Manifesto, which I highly recommend reading. A few quick and interesting facts about hot flushes to consider. First, they are medically known as vasomotor symptoms, or VMS. And second, up to 80% of people in perimenopause experience them at some point. Hot flushes are characterized by a sudden, intense sensation of heat in the upper body, usually on the face, neck, and chest. And night sweats are hot flushes that happen during your sleep. 
Sometimes hot flushes can be accompanied by rapid heartbeat, sweating, chills, and anxiety. And hot flushes can range from mild and fairly tolerable to severe and quite debilitating. Sometimes they are intense enough that it will stop a person right in their tracks from doing what they were doing at the time or keep them from sleeping. And the last, and I think most important thing to mention, is that this is all a normal part of the process. Perimenopause is not a pathological condition. It is actually a normal transition that all people who cycle and menstruate will experience at some point during their lives, and hot flushes are a very common part of that experience and don't actually require treatment. That's not to say that you shouldn't seek treatment to get relief if you want to, because of course you should seek care if your quality of life is being negatively impacted, but I want to make sure that we don't look at this as something that's going wrong or that our bodies are broken. So what causes hot flushes? The answer is that we actually still don't know a lot about them, which is interesting because 80% of people get them, and that's half the population. That's a lot of people. And I'm going to go ahead and suggest that patriarchy in research and medicine is to blame for this. If men experienced a body phenomenon that was even as half as disruptive to their lives, you'd better believe that there would be a wide body of research on this topic, but I digress. There are multiple factors that appear to contribute to hot flushes. The main one appears to be related to changes in the hypothalamus, which is the part of the brain that's responsible for temperature regulation. So I'm commonly asked, how long will they last? My very unsatisfying answer to that question is that it's highly individual and we don't have the ability to predict it ahead of time at the individual level yet. Some folks will have them for a few years, some will have them for decades, and some will have them continue into their postmenopausal years for the rest of their life. And just another friendly reminder that, again, this is a normal part of physiology, but that doesn't mean that you have to endure them or tolerate them. There are treatment options available. So before I get into the various treatment options, I want to give my usual disclaimer on treatment choices, which is that there is no hierarchy of treatment options. One is not better than the other. There are all types of people who need care who will come to the table with all sorts of values and priorities. So if you tell your best friend that you're using pharmaceutical medication and they tell you directly or indirectly that your choice is inferior or inappropriate because it's not the quote unquote natural route, know that one method is not better than the other. And conversely, if you want to try herbs and supplements first, that's totally okay too and a valid choice. There is no right way to do this. Different bodies will have different needs and there will be varying levels of accessibility and options for people. And most of the time, it's just about trying a bunch of different things and seeing what works. And in many cases, it just ends up being a combination of a few things that ultimately provides a solution or maybe just a little bit of relief. All of that said, I always recommend consulting with a licensed, qualified, and experienced practitioner for all of your treatment recommendations. That might be a medical doctor, a functional medicine practitioner, a naturopath, or another allied health professional like a registered acupuncturist like me. Everybody's body is different and will likely require an individualized assessment to determine the right solution for your unique and individual needs. What worked for one person may not work for another for reasons that are probably obvious to a trained and licensed practitioner, but might not be obvious to you. Please don't order supplements or herbs or medications from the internet without a consultation. These things are strong and they have effects. So you want to make sure that the effects that you're getting are right for your body. So at the time that this episode is released, 
There are a variety of options available for addressing hot flushes and night sweats, and I'm going to talk about each of them briefly. The first one is hormone replacement therapy, which is also known as menopause hormone therapy or MHT. This approach involves using pharmaceutical or bioidentical progesterone or estrogen to treat the symptoms. There are various methods of delivery that are available, including patches, pills, creams, suppositories, gels, and others. And what you use will depend on the symptom that you're looking to treat, but a lot of these are applicable when treating hot flushes. The drugs themselves have come a long way in the last few decades, and there are many myths and truths to be uncovered about this option. If you want to learn more about this in detail, I highly recommend checking out episode 22 called Myths and Truths About Hormone Replacement Therapy, where I share my conversation with Dr. Megan McKinnon, and I will link that up in the show notes. There are other non-hormonal drug therapies that you can speak to your doctor about. There have been medications such as paroxetine that have been FDA approved for the treatment of hot flushes. This drug is an antidepressant that research has shown to be effective for treating hot flushes in some people. If you're looking for non-drug therapy options, there are herbs and supplements that have been shown to have a positive impact on hot flushes. However, most of these supplements require further research to actually determine efficacy. And at the same time, I don't want to rule out individual experience and anecdotal evidence. If you try supplements and they work for you, that's really all that matters at the end of the day. The only piece of strong advice that I want to give here is that I always recommend consulting with a licensed, qualified, and experienced healthcare professional to make sure the supplements that you are taking are right for you. I know, a little broken record moment there. Please don't order supplements off the internet without a consultation. Again, supplements are strong and they have effects, and you want to make sure the effects that you are getting are right for your body. And lastly, I want to mention that trying alternative therapies with allied health professionals is helpful for a lot of people. These therapies could be things like hypnosis, CBT or cognitive behavioral therapy, acupuncture and nutritional changes are all examples of these. And of course, I want to acknowledge that I have a bias as a registered acupuncture and Chinese medicine practitioner. My clinical success rates in treating hot flashes with a combination of acupuncture and Chinese herbs is around 60%, which is a comparable success rate with most other therapies available out there. And at the end of the day, What I've seen to be most effective long-term is when people use a combination of a few therapies. This might mean using hormonal medication and acupuncture, or maybe bioidentical hormone therapy with diet and lifestyle changes. And the best way to find out what combination is going to work for you is to try things and see how your body responds. I recommend approaching it with curiosity and like it's a big experiment, as opposed to putting a whole bunch of perfectionist pleasure on yourself to try to figure out how to solve this problem immediately. Your hot flashes are not a representation of your moral failing or a reflection of something that you personally fucked up. This is a normal process that happens and the way to get relief is going to look different for everybody. If you're perhaps feeling a little bit overwhelmed by the idea of navigating this experiment, I would love to invite you to check out the Provider Care Confidence series of podcast episodes. You can get that for free in the Perimenopause Starter Kit. It's a concise list of podcast episodes that are designed to help you effectively advocate for yourself with your healthcare providers, so medical or otherwise, to figure out exactly what you need and then to ask for it. All right, my friends, that's all I have for you today. Be sure to grab what to expect in perimenopause and beyond for free. The link is in the show notes. And until next time, thanks for listening. 
If you are loving what you're learning in the podcast and you want to take this work to a deeper level, let's work together. If you are a resident of Ontario, Canada, we can work together in a clinical setting, both virtually or in person, to help you find a unique and customized treatment plan to alleviate your perimenopausal symptoms and get you the relief you deserve using Chinese medicine. Or if you're looking for support with body image, confidence, advocating for yourself and seeking treatment, or just generally making your life as awesome as possible through this transition and beyond, I can help you anywhere in the world through coaching. To learn more about your options for working with me, head to michellecapler.com and click on work with me on the overhead menu. I can't wait to talk with you. Thank you.